Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we systematically attack our most pervasive fears with truth, because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children discover, embrace, experience, and share God's freedom. We would love to connect with you online. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery, and I know many of you are going through some really hard stuff. Some of you have been walking through hardship for so long that you might have begun to wonder if you'll ever experience joy again. Well, my guest today, Holy Love Team Manager, she gets it. About 13 years ago, a major event changed her life forever. And for a time, it left her reeling, and she feared that, in essence, her life was over. But God met her in that painful place. And he showed her some really deep, undeniable truths that helped her to keep walking when I imagine she probably at the moment wanted to just hide in her bedroom indefinitely. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Kelly Campbell survived a massive stroke at age 40 that left her physically disabled, but with a passion for prayer and other survivors. She is currently completing her Master's of Divinity in Healthcare Chaplaincy, and she serves on the board of directors for the Brain Injury Association of Georgia. She currently leads the prayer team at her church in Woodstock, Georgia. She's a single mother of adult sons and has two beautiful daughters-in-law, and she leads a number of brain injury support groups around her home state of Georgia and loves to use her testimony to help others. And I know you have really walked through this, just all of the emotions that come with such a major catastrophe. Absolutely. And I did struggle with the lie that my life was over. You know, I was kind of on the top of my game. You know, I was top of my profession. I had this upward trajectory. I was very well known. And I think from the outside looking in, it looked like I was somebody that was really had their life together and things were going well. But it was such a fragile facade. And that really came to light when I had my stroke, which was so out of left field. I mean, I wasn't overweight. I didn't have high blood pressure. I never had heart disease. There was no family history. I literally went to bed, woke up, had a headache, went to get up to take some medicine, and my whole left side was gone just that fast. And after being in ICU for about two weeks, they transferred me to an inpatient rehab center. And at that point, I had just kind of been in bed, just working on other stuff. I had never, I was blessed in the fact that I didn't have any cognitive issues. I never had memory loss or lost consciousness. I wasn't struggling with aphasia, anything like that, but I hadn't tried to get up. Uh, And now I know, and then I didn't understand until that moment when they moved me to inpatient rehab, a nurse walked in with a wheelchair and that's when it just, everything collapsed. It hit me that I was physically disabled. And as far as I was concerned, my life was over. In fact, I actually sent a text to a very dear friend and I simply wrote, I want to die. And he wrote back, why? And I said, I'm in a wheelchair. Because to me, 
being in a wheelchair, being physically disabled equaled game over. That everything I had worked for, everything that I thought I was, was now done. And of course, it's been 13 years and it's been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, but I can very much, in all sincerity, say that I would not go back and change it because of all that God has done in my life over the past 13 years, I can't imagine losing that. I can't imagine going back to who I was. And yes, I am still physically disabled. I still use a wheelchair. I still don't have use of my left side, but I am healed in so many different ways. You know, my relationships are healed. My finances are even healed. My emotions, my mental state, and and to a degree, physically, I'm healed. And it's just been such a blessing. If you'd said you're going to say this July 13 years ago, I would have slapped somebody. I, I would not have believed it. considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, or art to make, or perhaps businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, Search and follow the Messenger Movement podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that just completely rocked your world. And in those situations, they can either cause us to pull away from God and just grow until we become increasingly bitter, or it can draw us to God. And I love hearing how it drew you to God and helped you to understand him more. Well, while scripture doesn't promise you or I will experience a pain-free life, it does provide powerful truths that when received can increase our perseverance and protect our hope. And that's super important. And perhaps one of the most well-known passages comes from James chapter one, verses two to five, believed to have been written by Jesus's half-brother sometime between 59 and 62 AD. And I would love if you would read that passage for us, Kelly. I'd love to. It's James chapter one, and I'll read verses two through five. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I like this verse, but I have to tell you when I first had my stroke, I hated this verse because I think it was used as a platitude. 
It's like, oh, yes, you're suffering. Pat me on the head. Just consider it joy. You need to be joyful. And I'm sitting in a wheelchair going, yeah, right. Uh huh. I'm joyful. But when I realized, when I actually read a quote by Dr. Tony Evans, and it really changed my perspective because he said, this verse does not mean that you have to hide the pain of a trial or pretend that the pain feels good. The Bible does not say we need to feel joyful during the trial, but consider that trial all joy. And that really changed my perspective because what I realized then is that what I really should be focusing on the wisdom of the difference between happiness and joy. I was living in a world where everything had to be happy and happiness is a emotion based on my circumstances. If my circumstances are good, if I have enough friends and enough kudos, I'm happy. While joy is what James is talking about is so different. It's coming from a place of deep contentment that doesn't depend on my circumstances. I had some very dark days. I could still be joyful in them because I knew what God was doing in my life through it. Yeah. And that's how I would define joy as well. That it's just that assurance that God is with us and that he is working through the situation and that he is still good and he still has good in mind. And I think it's important, you know, I often talk about how, you know, Proverbs tells us to guard our heart. Well, our heart most needs guarding when we least feel able to guard it. And so we, the more we can do now to really develop deep, deep roots and whether if we're not going through a trial or whether we're in a trial, just the more we can do to hold tight to truths of scripture, then the stronger we will be to withstand them. And what, what part does scripture play in just your emotional healing and processing? For me, it really played a part of understanding I am accountable for how I respond to my trying times. Like you said earlier, I, I had every right to be angry. I had, nobody would have blamed me if I'd stayed in my bedroom with the lights turned off. But I wouldn't have lived. I may have survived, but I wouldn't have lived. One of the other things that really stood out to me with this verse in James is digging deep to see what we have to remember the Bible was not written in English. The New Testament was written in Greek. And when you dig down and you look at the word consider, can figure out what James said, the word that he used actually means to think or to believe. It also means it can also be translated as to be a leader, to rule or command, or to have authority. So what I learned was that in order to replace or to consider my suffering a joy, I had to take authority over my thoughts. I had to replace the lies with truth. And so when the lies came up, your life is over. I could replace that with no, my God is good. He gives good and perfect things consistently. He loves me. You know, he did not cause my stroke, but he did let me go through it for my own good. And my life has changed in amazing ways. The other thing I, that I really had to kind of wrap my arms around is that replacing lies with truth is not a one-off thing. We, we are microwave society. We want to do things one time and it's done. And I had to learn, especially like learning to walk again, learning to live on my own, learning to drive. It's, it's a process. And same with replacing lies with truth. Initially, a lie would come up and I would replace it with the truth. And a minute later, the same lie would pop into my head, replace it with truth. And then it was every five minutes and it was every 10 minutes and it was once an hour, once a day. And then it got to where I just wasn't really thinking about it. But even now, 13 years later, I sometimes still have 
especially when I want to go do something with my kids or I think about grandchildren that I won't ever be able to hold as infants and it pops up, your life is over. And I'm like, nope, I'm not even going to go past this point with this. It's I'm going to stop it right here and replace it with truth. I've gotten better about being able to grab it, but it's always going to be, it's always going to be something I have to do. And that's fine. And that's where the strength of God comes from. And that's one of the reasons we can experience such transformation through hardship is because it reveals are the lies that we've come to believe the truths that we haven't fully grasped onto. And usually it all comes back to God. It all comes back to what we really believe about God's character. And so if we can hit pause and we can trace out our, our fears and, and our emotions, say, okay, what proclamations are my fears making regarding God's character? And for your life to be over, if that were true, then it would be saying that God is not good or he is not loving or attentive or that he lacks the power to carry our lives towards his very good plans for us. And so, like you said, leading our thoughts, part of that is just taking the time to unpack where is this coming from and what is what is triggering at the root of this, this fear or this discouragement, whatever it is we're facing. Absolutely. And I also think that that's what is so important about verse five. God says, look, if you lack wisdom, if you're having a hard time understanding, just ask. And he gives people the capacity to understand the world through biblical truths. And God freely and generously gives his wisdom. And that's how I'm able to rejoice in a trial because God is urging me to ask for his help. And every time I've asked for help, the answer has always been yes. The answer has always been yes. And Here's how to do it. Either a biblical truth or a friend pops up and says something, or I hear it from a, a devotion, something. There's always a way that God shows me his help in my trials. That's beautiful. And I think too, one thing we often maybe forget or overlook is the gospel impact our hardships can have, because it is super easy to say, hey, Jesus is awesome. He's in control when life is going well. But it takes deep-rooted faith when your world falls apart to say, life is going well, and I am placing my hope not in today. Because like Paul said, if our hope is only for today, we of all people should be pitied. But saying, my hope is in what God promised me, which is lifetime with him, where one day you will be completely healed in every way. Absolutely. And to me, James even says that if you read further on, down to verse 12, he says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood that test, that person will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And what's so important about this verse is it's not saying we just have to put up with suffering until we die and then we get a reward in heaven. Again, going back to the Greek, what he's referring to is the reef that was put on the head of a winning athlete or a victorious general. And so when we defeat that lie and we stand on the truth, we always win because of the sacrifice of Jesus. We're fighting from victory. We're not fighting for it. So scripture says we have a spiritual enemy and we call him the devil or Satan. And one of the biggest ways he tries to keep us from the joy and the peace and the hope that Christ died to give us is through discouragement. And so I think if we can recognize that and then we can Again, like you said, lead in with truth. Well, Kelly, would you would you pray for our listeners? I'd love to. Father, I thank you that you are a God of wisdom and you got are a God of victory 
and that you hold us in your hand and that we never fight alone. We're never fighting for victory, Father. We're always fighting from a stance of victory. And I just, I thank you so much for that, Lord. And I, I, I know that the world sees suffering so differently than you do, Lord. And I just ask that you would just open our eyes, give us wisdom, Lord, freely and generously so that we can see the joy in the suffering. We can see the joy in our trials, that we know that every good and perfect gift comes from you, that you love us more than we can fathom and that we never walk alone. And we ask that you just give us that strength and that truth to replace the lies with your biblical truths in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. We hope today's episode encouraged you. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. And make sure to rate us because that encourages our team. And then it helps others to find it as well. We will put in the show notes a link to our free Bible study. We encourage you to to work through it and to maybe even find someone to walk beside you as you do to encourage you. Well, until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, Just head over to lifeaudio.com. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.